So here we go. So welcome everyone uh, once again to uh, Drop the Mic, the Chamber podcast. We are on episode eight, if you can believe that. And um, I have a very exciting special guest with us today, and we're going to introduce her in a minute. But before we get to that, I want to thank East Hampton Media, who is our partner in this project. Um, East Hampton Media uh, is, is a great partner. I'm very excited to be working with them. Jen, Ranz- Jen Ramsey and her team, um, Ryan and Tim over there, uh, help us to make this project come um, to life in a fabulous way. And I'm gonna try not to have too much reflection in my glasses. Um, (laughs) So there we have it. So this is episode eight of Drop the Mic. And this is where I get to chat with um, um, our chamber members, local business owners, people of local interest, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and that sort of thing. And we have with us today, Julie Tooman. Is that how you pronounce your last name? That is how you pronounce it. Yep. And she is the owner and uh, pop master of Crooked Stick Pop Pops. So right here in East Hampton, over in Eastworks, yes. Pleasant Street. Yeah. So yeah. welcome, Julie. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Mo. This is exciting. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I have to <laughs> say, you know, again, we are recording this via Zoom. We are not live in East Hampton Media's really groovy studio. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back there because it's really mm. cool and I just feel like, you know, so much fun. Um, but we are uh, recording this during COVID times, um, still, if we can believe it, this is September. And, you know, as I have been um, working through this as everybody else in our journey, I have started to reach out to some of our members just to check in. And that's how I connected uh, once again with Julie. We don't get to talk very often, but mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna give her a jingle and, and see how she was doing. And I was so excited to um, hear her story and her journey. And that's what we're gonna get into today. So before we get into all of that, Julie, mm-hmm. can we hear, can we learn, can you share with us who you are? Who are, who is Julie Tuman? How did you get here in East Hampton? Oh. Who brought you here to this point? And what did you do in the past? Briefly. Wow. <laughs> well, in January of 1977, I was just kidding. Um, how did I get here? Well, I'm from North Carolina. Um, my mom's family is from South Boston. So we would come to New England every summer to escape the heat. Uh, and when I finished, let's see, finished college, Moved to China for a couple years, came back here, wanted to go to grad school, got accepted to UMass Amherst, have bounced around the valley, but I've been in East Hampton since 05, I think. Um, So it's been a while Um, and had a bunch of different jobs in international education. That was sort of the field that I chose for about 10 years. What is international education? you know, I was, I was doing a little research on you and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, um, in, in normal times, I'll try not to say that too much. Uh, right. Basically, I worked for a series of organizations that sent U.S. students overseas to study or do internships for a summer, semester, year, or full degree. Um, and the idea behind that, and kind of draws into the like, who I am question, is I have this driving need to make people be nicer to one another. Like that's really important to me. Noble cause. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Important um, cause. For sure. Um, and I have always felt that one of those ways of sort of getting people to be nicer and having more empathy is to understand where people are coming from. And the best way to understand them is to be where they are, you know? Oh. So it's not an us and them, we here in the U S or this and them over there or whatever, you know, but actually go and experience the culture. And while yes, it's a bubble, it's a whatever, it's still an eye-opening experience when you're 18 to 21 years old. Oh, or even when you're an adult, you know, I had my first <laughs> opportunity, right? I mean, a more elder adult. I had my first opportunity maybe 10 years ago to travel to Europe and it was splendid. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just because the food was splendid, but I just, it really did shift my brain into perceiving and thinking and under, obviously understanding, but just being receptive in a new way. Yeah. You know, like my antenna just went, they shifted just a split slightly. And yeah. I have not been the same since. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. It has changed my world. So, um, yeah, so that's really pretty cool. Yeah. And so then you, 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 so that you did that for how long? 10 years. Um, and it was, it was an interesting thing of like, I, I worked for a company based in Northampton and then they had a merger with another company and it became like a bigger, better, awesome company. But when you sign on to a, and then a becomes B, yeah. you know, I'm, um, I'm an introvert, so I'm really slow to change. Like I'm kind of like a tortoise and I just sort of need to look and the change is happening so quickly and it wasn't the right fit for me. So I went to a new company that was based in Colorado. I got to stay here, work remotely. It was like the dream gig because it was a company that I loved and they were over there. Right. And so it was, yeah, I basically just sort of ran my own show, which I loved. And then that company was bought by the Walmart of study abroad, which was like a total gut punch to little naive Julie. I've never been little, but I've always been naive. Um, so then I had this weird like break in my brain and I decided, um, so I was getting married that summer. My company had just been bought by Walmart and it was just like so much transition. And I was so angry that the owners of this company I loved would sell to who, like, who I thought was the devil. Um, right. that but I went, such a peculiar it was, yes. combination, right? Like, yeah. where did that and, come from? Out of nowhere. And I still don't understand why she sold to this other company, but she, her decision, she did, whatever. Uh, but I went to basically go work for the nemesis of the company that I'd been working for. Like, I'm going to do as much harm to you as I can, which even saying it now just feels like, ugh. Right. Where was I? Um, Where was the nice, nice Julie? <laughs> right? She was nice angry. Julie. Yeah. Took a leave of absence. She did. She sure did. Um, but interestingly, when you go work for your former nemesis, it's not a good fit. Like, there's a reason that they were the nemesis. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I lasted there for about three years. And in the midst of that, it was just like, I kept getting more and more unhappy and I just didn't enjoy what I was doing anymore. And I didn't like, I didn't want to bust my butt to make these people money. Even though like I believed in where students were going with it, their experiences, the way we were going about it was not for me. True. And at the same time, everyone I know for a while has been like, you should open your own company. You should open your own company. For as hard as you work, you should open your own company. And I was like, why would I do that? I love myself. Like, ah. I want to have work-life balance. I want all these things. Right. 
And it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? You're right. Like I should just do my own thing, but maybe I don't need to run a company like other people do. Like the people that I see who are really unhappy and working a gajillion hours. And like, if it's my show, I could make it my show. Now there you have it. (laughs) So yeah. So then popsicles. Um, Okay. So how did you settle on that? (laughs) Well, um, Let's see how to make this a short story. We have a family friend who lives in St. Augustine, Florida, and there's, it's just, yeah, there's, it's, it's this awesome low rise part of Florida with this very sweet, historic downtowny area, um, very walkable. And uh, I went after Memorial Day, which in Florida is like when all the tourists depart because it's quote too hot to be at the beach, which for me was awesome because it was like me and five other people. Um, I know, right? And there was this darling little shop called The Hippo and they had popsicles. And I'm not a big sweets eater. I don't like sugary things, but I love treats. Um, And so this idea of like, wait, like a popsicle made of real fruit that comes from Florida and we're in Florida, this is cool. Loved it. Um, So years later, met my husband, brought him down to Florida with me. We went to The Hippo, but instead of going once a day, we were going like, or, or popsicles times too. a day. <laughs> right, totally. Um, so then he said, we need to have this popsicle shop up here. And I was like, cool, have fun with that. I have a job that I love. Company bought out, go to the devil, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I stole his idea for a popsicle company in Massachusetts. Um, I mean, he, he generously gave it to me. Um, but also I'm sort of in our family, like I'm the one who will look at a pile of fruit and herbs and be like what can happen here right right and just start throwing stuff together and playing and in the meantime under you know came to learn about the chemistry behind freezing which is not what my um, degree in history uh had prepared me for um but yeah I just I basically just put on blinders and quit the benefited salaried health insurance providing job um to open an 800 square foot commercial kitchen uh, in East Hampton and start slinging popsicles to the people. Popsicles to the people, man. I love that. Very cool. So um, that brings us up to date. So now here we are in in COVID and I, (laughs) you know, we, you know, when I spoke with you last week or the uh, week and a half ago, whenever it was, I was just so excited and I actually cut our conversation off quickly because I thought this is really something that I want to do with their membership and everyone who follows us Um, because your energy was so intense and so exciting. And so what I want to dive into is, you know, typically we talk about, you know, what you do, uh, who you are, what you do, Um, but I want to, you know, really get into the why. And I think now during COVID, why has really, people have really started to deeply evaluate their why. And I think there's a lot of folks who are coming around to, uh, I'm not so sure about my um, previously held why, which I think is fascinating and interesting and Mm. um, exciting. But I happen to love change and so that can be very frightening for a lot of people. And I think it can also be a little bit um, disturbing once they start to have this like, well, I thought my why was the why. Like, forever my wife like what's going on <laughs> so here we are um in covid and i want you know like so how are 
how are you doing? And then I want to know, you know, about your, your business, Cricket Stick Talks, and how that is doing. Yeah. Just, just an extension of you. So it's not really. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually, that's very true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I was, I was so shocked. You know, <laughs> I, not that I'm not shocked. Cause you know, it was really uplifting for me to hear you say that on the other end of the phone, mm. because, you know, I, I, I make it my business to follow the news, mm-hmm. follow the trends and, and to hear what people are saying. And there's not, and, and not to dis, dis, um, discount much suffering, but it was really, there was like, when I spoke with you and you uttered that first sentence, the very first sentence of our conversation, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. so go ahead. Totally. Yeah. Ahead. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm angry. I'm terrified. I'm pissed. I, you know, like I have days of rage, which is weird because it's not like an emotion I wear very well. Um, Yeah, I get it. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I have my health. My family is healthy. We're taking care of each other. Um, I have a lovely community of people that are supportive. I'm an introvert. So I think I feel the isolation differently because like, oh, I don't have to make up an excuse to not go out. Yeah. Well, great. Yay. Yay. Yay for me. Um, you know, but I also like, I've always sort of, I, I have a very simple life and simple needs, you know, like I need some good coffee. Uh, I need fresh There's a nice selection here in this area. Oh my God. So many, um, you know, I need a good cocktail every once in a while, which we have a fully stocked home bar because we do. So there's that, um, you know, and it's, I think the, the big thing for me is I can't change. This is the, you know, I'm a control freak. Let's just put that on the table first. That will come out. Um, I like being in control. Mm. Um, and here we are in a pandemic, uh, and everything else is spiraling. And some of it I think is really necessary spiral. And some of it is bad, but we won't go into that because politics, um, and there, I have no control over any of it. And the only thing I have control over is what I do with it. And so did I have my day of sitting on the couch and weeping, like actually weeping because I was just watching my business evaporate. Mm. My calendar that normally has 200 events over the summer had zero, right. zero events by April. And that is terrifying. Um, I don't really have a plan B if this all goes away. Who knew? Who, right. who in their right mind even had, would have even entertained that we all would be collectively living globally through a pandemic? Totally. Except, so here's, and I took, I've taken, take me a while, but now I take it as a compliment. One of my customers, my shop was open for exactly one week in Eastworks. Like I opened the second week of March. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm open. It's so exciting. And people were coming and it was so great, but we were already not hugging. You know, we were keeping our distance, talking, which was hard because like, oh, I just, like, I haven't seen people for a couple of months and I just wanted to, I know. I'm hugging you with my head. Well, but one of my really regulars, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm regulars comes in. I'll give you one sec. This is such a good story. And she yeah. says, how did you not plan for this? And I was like, the pandemic? 
And I was thought about it. I was like, why would you say this to me? And then I thought, oh, because I have a plan for everything. Like A, B, C, and D. And so she genuinely, she's like, of everyone I know, like, surely you have a pandemic plan, Julie. And I was like, um, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Don't you yeah. think it's interesting how, you know, we have our own, pre, our own, our own notion of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we have this story that we tell ourselves and, you know, that, image who we think we are and then these when people mirror back something totally different you're like "Eh." (laughs) i think that's so fascinating i love hearing feedback like that from people Mm. like that's just like not what i would have thought no of myself (laughs) yeah 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 so you so she 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 slammed you with that thought Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you went away Mm-hmm. And so, um, how did, so how did that, um, when, what was the pivotal moment for you? Like, do you remember a moment? Cause I, when I was talking with you, my sense was, is that you got up one day and you were like, I'm not going down like this. Well, I mean, people, you know, so you put your mitts on and you're like, totally. I mean, when you, when you quit a salary job, and you start a popsicle business. Uh, <laughs> you have a few naysayers um, and people who just think that you're out of your mind. Like, obviously, this is not going to succeed. Like, my very first Yelp review of my store downstairs was like, obviously, this is a seasonal business. And I was like, is it? Is it? Because right. it's mine. So, guess who gets to make that determination, dude? Right. Um, right. But yeah, so March was depressing and I was like limping along. That was my answer. Julie, how are you doing? I'm limping along. Um, and then April came and the weather changed and we had this one gorgeous Saturday. Beautiful. Like the days we live for in New England and I had zero popsicle orders. And that was the day that I sat on the couch and I felt really, really sorry for myself. And I was like actually crying, which again, not a thing I do very frequently. And, you know, my husband came home and he sat down with me and he let me, you know, like, this is failing. What was I thinking? Like, this is not going to succeed. And he looks at me, he's like, so how many times do you think that Elon Musk sat on his couch feeling sorry for himself? But it's like, it's exactly what I need. You know, it's just that kick of like, this is cute. Um, Cut it out. Because like, does it feel weird? Yes, it does. Why? Because this is not who I am. I am not a sit on the couch and feel bad person. I'm a, okay, plan A, B, and C, and D didn't work because pandemic. What is plan E? I don't have an E. Let's make up 15 more plans. One of them will work. Um, so we shifted to home delivery and I started jumping up and down. Like I have never jumped up and down before with my regular customers. And, you know, we were advertising on, we've always been an underwriter of NEPR. Nice. Uh, not always. We have been for two years. Like this is yeah. forever. Um, and so, you know, I contacted uh, my fabulous rep there and I said, what's the least amount of money I can spend to have the biggest exposure? And sh- they worked with me, you know, kind of found the package that fit and we had a spot a day um, for a hundred days. And so, and it was like a rotating with flavors and and business started picking up and then business started picking up and then wholesale started. And then like all of these little pieces of me jumping up and down kind of came together. And like, 
right at the peak, and we of course peaked and then plateaued and now we're good, but right at the peak, I was like, oh my gosh, this is almost busy enough that I could hire a person back. Like, wouldn't that be exciting? And it didn't quite get there. Like it wasn't big enough that I could not handle it on my own. However, but we were really close, which was so exciting going from, because not only did I have to shift my thinking, I had to bring all of my customers with me on the shift. Like they had to shift their thinking from going to the farmer's market to pick up a pop to getting 10 pops delivered to their home and pre-ordering and scheduling delivery. And, and they did like they, it was the most incredible thing of like people who'd never heard of us just giving us a try. And my regular regulars who are still ordering pops every couple of weeks, um, just like, you know, finding the joy and the comfort and wanting to support my business, right. which supports local farms and local coffee roasters and local everybody. So, you know, yeah, lots of local going on. So yeah, well, it was really, it was great. Well, and that's what really what it's all about right now. You know, it is about the local and, um, you know, and how much more fabulous can it possibly be, you know, and how much more local could anything possibly be, you know, you're getting your produce locally, you know, made locally, distributed locally. Um, so when you're doing your delivery, is there like a radius that you deliver to that you don't go outside of that bubble or? Um, sort of. We're, so we're doing Hampshire, Hamden, and Franklin counties. So oh, wow, that's a, huge. It's pretty big. That is big. Yeah. Um, but then I also have like the outliers, you know, like someone yesterday just contacted me from North Simsbury, Connecticut. And she's like, is there any chance you could come down here? And I was like, look, if you can be flexible with me when I have like an Agawam or a Longmeadow delivery and I'm already moving south, I'll just Great. keep going. But I need you to be flexible in like when this might happen because I can't control when the right. other orders come in. You know, right. I have, we do a couple of wholesale clients out in Great Barrington. And so... Um, like we do Guido's and a couple of the independent grocery chains out there and people will be like, Oh, you know, we love you from the farmer's market. Could we please? And it's like, so long as you'll wait until Guido's orders again, like totally, I'll get to you. Like, if you want pops, I will figure out a way to get you those popsicles. Um, Airdrop. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Someone's was like, why don't you just get an Amazon drone? I was like, uh, cause that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> well, <close. laughs> I think it's getting close. The FDA, I think, yeah, I just like, approved that or something. Weird. Not Maybe we'll FDA. get a drone. It'd be much easier. FDA doesn't do that. FFA, I think it is. Yeah. Well, anyway, whoever it is, yeah. whatever governmental yeah. department does that. <laughs> so I am astonished as to the depth of your entrepreneurial mindset hmm. and spirit. Where do you think that comes from? Um... If I'm really being honest, which I am most of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this platform's all about. And, you know, and I think it's an important message for all of us to hear and share. So it's kind of a, it's a joint thing. Part of it is I'm such a little sister. And my brother is awesome. Like, I hate him for it that he's so awesome. But, like, he's tall and he's handsome and he's smart and he's athletic and he's all of these things. And... Eats whatever, well, not anymore. Now he's getting a little pudgy, but you know, before. Well, we all before, are now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, 
you know, he'd, he, we, I remember like we would go to the beach in the summer and he would be like doing pushups and pull-ups so he didn't lose weight. Meanwhile, like I'm a super healthy eater and I only eat fruit and I always have extra weight and like I'm not as smart and I'm not as athletic and I'm not as anything. And I think because of that, and I'm a little sister, I had the drive to always try to be more. You know, and it wasn't like because I didn't feel like I was good enough. It was because there was always something better, but I'm, but I can be as good as you are. Right. And it's right, like, it's right. so childish and yet <laughs> it's, it's still there. You know, like I'm a, I'm a member of an art, artisanal popsicle page on Facebook, of course, private group right. exists. Right. And like people will be posting about, you know, events they're doing or cool ideas they've had. And I'm like, that is a really cool idea how do I make it mine, but cooler? Um, and it just sort of like, but it's internal. Like I'm not competing with them. I'm just sort of like taking a cool thing they have and then being like, Hmm, how do I improve? I think that is a key thing that you just said. You're not competing with the rest of the world. Mm -mm. You're just trying to be the best you and, 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 and deliver the best um, service that you possibly can. And, and there's no reason to reinvent any wheel. Mm-mm. Right. Agreed. Um, so what do you think, um, is that thing that gets you out of bed every single morning? Mm. And, and, and understanding that there are mornings, you know, that you're like, oh, I'd like to just pull the covers over my head. Um, however, for the most part, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you jump out of bed. Well, in my head, I do. I definitely, yes, in that regard, and sort of like the metaphorical jumping out of bed for sure. Um, my darling husband vowed at our, at our wedding ceremony to make me coffee every morning. Wow. I know. Best vow ever. Um, So I do actually stay in bed and have coffee brought to me every morning. So that's actually exactly how I start every day. I know. He's taken. Sorry, friends. Um, Beautiful thing. Right. So I don't actually jump out of bed. I kind of ease into the day. But for me, that's good because once I am out of bed, uh, especially during popsicle season, it's pretty much nonstop. Um, And part of it is like the way that I've manifested this business of mine is it it fits me very very well so there are very long hours of hyper production standing processing fruit you know chopping fruit processing fruit blending fruit making popsicles freezing popsicles bagging popsicles storing popsicles and it's just every 30 minutes it takes about 30 minutes for the pops to freeze give or take so like every 30 minutes it's a new cycle and you just keep going until it's time to turn the machine off and Stop making the pops. But then, so that's my like assembly line, super organized brain. And I love it. And then I have what people call the fun part of my job, which normal years is taking all of my hard work, putting it in a cart, going to an event, hanging out, talking to people, slinging some pops, talking to Mm -hmm. some more people, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I, I don't get energy from people, but I enjoy the energy of people, you know, I'm like a hyper people watcher. And so slinging pops at events is perfect for me because I can be as much of the crowd as I want to be, but I can also have my cart. It's my little safety zone. Right. 
Um, but it also becomes other people's safety zone. Like people who are just having like a bum day can come up to the cart and get their pop and have like, I see them, I look at them. I let them know that we are together and have a popsicle. You know, like that's a pretty great life. It sure is. Yeah. What is um, one of the most surprising things that came to your awareness or consciousness during this past six months? Is there one thing that you're like, huh? And, wow. and is it something that you may continue on with as you move forward? Like, like, huh? Can't believe I didn't even think of that. Um, so the situation the whole, forced you into that. Yeah. The, the whole home delivery thing, um, was obviously not part of the original plan. You know, why bring popsicles to people when they can come to me? Um, okay. but we did make this shift and it's, it's been a shockingly personal experience. Really? You know, like people have always been in my world, like the pops for people who are paying attention to what I do, like they get that, like, this is, it's very personal for me. Like I, I could do so many like cost cutting, corner cutting measures. It would be so much easier. Like, do I have to buy five cases of lemons and painstakingly juice each one of them because fresh lemon juice is better? No, it comes in a bottle, right. but I do because it matters to me. Yeah. All these yeah. things matter. So it's yeah. very personal and people get it, but I don't always get like into their lives, you know? Right. Like it seems weird with the popsicle ladies, like, so what do you do for a living popsicle customer? Right. Um, but going <laughs> to people's homes and seeing where they live and meeting their dogs that I don't pet, which is COVID torture because I want to pet all the dogs. Right. Um, and seeing too. the kids playing, you know, they're in their space. This is the space they've created for their family. And I get to come to that space and bring them a little bag of joy, you know, and wave from a distance. But it's just this like really, it's so personal to me to bring them this. And then it's so personal for them to receive it in a way that having a popsicle at a farmer's market doesn't do that. Right. And it's like, it's been a really unexpected joy to get to have these, like, they're quick, you know, it's like a minute or two, but it's just like this is your heart and this is my heart and like right. they're coming together and it's just really sweet. So it's like a new level of seeing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and hearing, not necessarily with the ear, but hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, how do you think um, this experience has and maybe I'm asking the same question, but maybe I don't, maybe not, has changed you. I mean, we know how it's changed your business. Right. Yeah. How has it changed me? Um, <clears throat> I think it's more sort of heightened things that were already there. You know, like when I, when I, when I had a team of people in the pop biz with we're me. We're on your team. 10 at its height. Oh, wow. Oh, I miss them. Yeah, I get that. I miss my Karen, my Karen yeah. in my office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like everyone's training would start in the shop and, you know, I'm largely hiring high school and college students who are addicted to their phones and understandably so they were born with them. So, you know, it's a like a foreign thing to me, but I, you know, I grew up with Legos. 
Um, right. But so one of the most important things in the business, whether it's at the shop or at events is like put down your phone and you look at every single person. You make eye contact with them and you see them. Even if they don't see you, you need to see them because that is important. Like I want this business to be a pause in a crappy day or a pause in a wonderful day to have like a shared experience. Isn't that and, interesting? You know, that's I mean, always, we're in a major yeah. pause right now. Yes. Right? The old, this, the, like the umbrella pause. Mm-hmm. And then you have that little micro pause. Or maybe not yeah. even micro. Maybe I'm, I shouldn't put that label on it, but no. pause. Another yes, level yes. of pause. Yeah. And I think it's just the like really seeing people because we're, we're physically removed from one another. Like I'm at a farmer's market and I have a plastic screen between you and me and I have a mask on and then I put a glove on and I can't open your pop for you. And so like, we're so distant even when we're near each other that in my brain, like I have been like every customer that comes up, I don't care how bright it is. If my sunglasses come up, so you see my eyes and I am looking at you and I am like, connecting with you as hard as I can through all of these barriers, which I never did before. But like, I think it matters more, you know, we're so isolated and we're collective people like farmers market. People go to the farmers market for the community, even if they don't want to be a part of it and interact and dance or whatever, they're still a part of a bigger thing. And that bigger thing is, kind of on hold. Right. But I think it's fascinating how you've uh, turned that, this situation, right? You've got your mask on, right? So all you really mm-hmm. see are the eyes and you are taking the time to lift your glasses up. And, and it's almost like you're, you're not even seeing the rest of what makes the face. You're just looking through the windows, right? Of mm-hmm. the it's like, there's a met, there's like some stuff going on there. Totally stuff going on. Yeah. 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 Deep like conversations it. with Mo. <laughs> this is the point. This is why I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you were to, um, I don't like to use the word advice, but if you were to, to share maybe a pearl of wisdom or, or summarize this whole experience in your entrepreneurial spirit and to share a little nugget with mm. other business owners, small business owners, um, members of our community, members of the chamber, what would that, what would that be? Would you have like one little thing that Mm. during this, I don't even want, I don't even like to use that language, but during this time, I was going to, I was going to say difficult, but I don't want to say so. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that has been the biggest for me is really all of my might being where I am. You know, we always compare things. And as a business owner, you have to, right? Like, how is this week this year comparing to this week last year? Like, how is this comparing to this? And, and that's really, really important for so many reasons. But as my calendar started to disappear and it was hard, I mean, every week, every day, let's be real. I would open my inbox and events were being canceled and canceled and canceled and canceled and canceled. And like, you know, I would delete the calendar. And finally one day I was like, you know what, this is not going away. 
it's all going to be canceled. So I deleted my whole calendar preemptively. And I was like, it's gone. Let it be gone. Don't look back. Don't leave them there and delete them as they come in. Because every time that happens, that hurts my soul. Yeah. Right. So just beat them to the punch, delete it, and then hold to where you are. And are you okay right now? Not where would you be if this hadn't happened? It has happened. So let go. You know, like, can you be optimistic in the midst of all the crap that's happening and a pandemic with some work? Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. And you can look forward, you know, but like, I'm so resolutely holding to, okay, today is Wednesday and this is where I am and not what Wednesday would have been like had this not happened because it would look very different. But like, that's just been like my daily thing of like, where am I right now? where do I need to go? Because that's gone. Yeah. I got no impact over that. I have right. impact over what's ahead. So, yeah. So that's kind of what I hold on to. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, um, are you a reader? Yes. In non-popsicle sh- times. Sorry? <laughs> In non-popsicle times. So are you, are you in the midst of anything right at the moment? So I'm a total fluff reader. Um, I know lots of people read like really impactful things and I admire them for that. My husband right now is reading Proust because he can. Uh (laughs) Um, I know. Okay. Uh, I I just finished um, the third in a series of books about a 1920s private detective flapper lady in Melbourne, Australia. Uh Aha. And Very just, interesting. Yeah, it's wonderful and fluffy with strong female characters who are, you know, like this is an era where women don't carry guns and solve mysteries. And, right. Um, you know, right. so it's always like long right pearls, now, Long chains of pearls. Right, which she does as well. She just happens to be a total butt kicker at the same time, which is, you know. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, summertime reading is always light and fluffy because I usually read about five pages and fall asleep. So nice. there's no point in reading impactful things because it just, just doesn't stick. Right. Right. Yeah. Very nice. What are you reading right now? Mo? So this is, I've read this once before, but I decided, I'm now I'm embarrassed to show you, but um, I just started it the other night. The, oh, nice. it's backwards. Power of Now. I can read it. Um, yeah. Eckhart Tolle. So um, I couldn't sleep last night. I was mm-hmm. all excited about today and chatting with you. And I was like, oh, I gotta get up. So I just got up and I started to read a couple of pages and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh. mm. but anyhow, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I tend not to read. Um, I tend to read a lot of self help and you know, how can you be better sort of things and, mm. or cookbooks is a really big, I like to read. Oh cookbooks. yeah. I like yeah. cookbooks. Yeah. 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 So I'm right now, I'm in the, I'm knee deep, uh, actually deeper than that into canning. Cause my husband and I, Mike started, um, little farm. So we've got lots of vegetables. That's what we're up to. But um, before we sign off, I have one last question for you. And um, you have a soundtrack for your life, right? Series Mm -hmm. of songs, soundtrack for your life. What's the Mm. one song that absolutely has to be on that soundtrack? Whoa. One? Describing your life or supporting your life or whatever. This is going to need a little backstory. <clears throat> uh, 
there, <laughs> there is this Mongolian throat singing group called the Who, H-U. Um, I love that. And a, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend on Facebook posted it a couple years ago. And it was like, like I'll click on this. And I did. And there's a song called Wolf Totem. And it's just like big and powerful and like throat singing, like, Arr! That and stuff is amazing. I don't even know how that even happens. Totally. But talk about a large energy. Yes. And it's like completely counter to like my usual, like, oh, fluffy bluegrass, la la. I like the banjo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he but like, there's something about that song and sort of the music these guys put together that's like, it's like a ballast to my fluffy in the cloudsness. It like grounds me in such a like, my feet are on the ground and I will like get my spear and I'm not really hunt because that kind of creeps me out, but like be strong. Strawberries. <laughs> totally. Right. Basil. Yeah. Get my yeah. spear and go hunt a peach. Well, it's so primal. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Base man, Brian. Mm -hmm. Nice, very cool. Well, Julie Tuman of Crooked Stick Pops, Pop Master Extraordinaire. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. It was an absolute delight. Um, I, I so look forward to uh, tracking what's going on with you. And if folks want to order pops, if they want to find you and learn more about your story or connect with you via communication. How do they do that? Oh, we're so easy. Um, crookedstickpops.com. Uh, and then my phone number and my email are just right at the top of the website. There you go. There you That's have nice. it. And yeah. so I also, before we sign off, I want to thank uh, East Hampton Media for uh, partnering with us with this project and uh, encouraging me to uh, move on with it and uh, supporting uh, us in the chamber. Um, so thank you very much, uh, Jen, Tim, and Ryan. And um, please share our podcast with anyone that you think might enjoy it. And you can find us on the Chamber of Commerce, East Hampton Chamber of Commerce uh, YouTube page. You can find it also on the East Hampton Media YouTube page and on iPodcast, Spotify, all that stuff where you like to get your podcast. So check that out. And this is Drop the Mic, and I want to thank you again. Thank you, Mo. This is fun. You're pretty dang awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs>